This is first half of this is Abby Ward with the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. Kemper Catholic Schools heard a presentation from the BCDM Architects Group that was hired last October to complete a facility study as part of the Kemper's five-year strategic plan during yesterday's board meeting. Kemper President John Steffes says that the school is entering a new strategic plan with one of the guidelines from the Diocese of Sioux City to develop a facility plan to meet long- and short-term physical needs of the buildings. Steffes says BCDM was hired because of their previous work completed for the schools and the local parishes in town. They, since October, have done number crunching, looked at enrollment trends, the physical size of our classrooms, the teacher schedules, and went around measuring everything in the whole three different buildings, St. Lawrence, Holy Spirit, and this one. And so now they come back with a master plan, short-term, long-term. There are all kinds of options out there. And so now we'll most likely form a a smaller subcommittee work group to try to look at all that and determine which direction will we go. Steffes says that this is the second meeting with BCDM. The first meeting was held shortly after hiring to explain the process and discuss every component of data that the group will be measuring for the study. During yesterday's presentation, Steffes says BCDM explored all of the potential options for Kemper, but did not specifically give recommendations on what the school should consider. Not really. I mean, they're just presenting all the different options, and that's really the board's decision if they want to just do a short term as is, or, you know, do we want to look at something more extravagant? And so that's what the board's got to take a look at and look at all the variety of options that are there and try to pare it down now. Something as basic as just shift some kids around to a different part of the building, to another center, to just to add on possibly somewhere. So it's just, they were so varied and so different, and we really don't have, it's so early and preliminary and even close to talking about what specific options we're going to look into. Steffes says the school does not have a deadline for when decisions need to be made. Still, they will likely establish the subcommittee to review the master facility analysis by this summer. Steffes says by the end of this year, the school needs to define the short and long-term goals wanting to be accomplished during their five-year strategic plan, of which the facility study is a section of. So we really don't have a tight timeline on anything. The, the diocese requires us to have a, it's called a five-year strategic plan, so we could call it a, we're just starting a five-year strategic plan. Steffes says the school will keep everyone in the loop once the decision process has started. The Carroll Education Association presented the Board of Education with their initial pr- proposal during Monday night's meeting regarding teacher pay. The CEA's opening offer is to increase teachers' base salary to $47,500 and move all remaining teachers working for the school the same percentage. This increase is in regards to the salary teachers will receive and is not including insurance or other benefits. The $47,000 salary request aligns with House Study Bill 714, which increases starting pay for educators to that amount and then to $50,000 for their second year of teaching. The Carroll Community School District offered the CEA with its initial proposal of increasing base wage for teachers to $45,100, which is a $555 increase, resulting in a 1% increase in salaries, FICA, and IPERS throughout the district. That initial offer is also pending based on legislation that may pass in the Iowa House. 
House Study Bill 714 was introduced on February 14th, with a subcommittee approving of the bill on February 15th. Once further details of this legislation are passed, the CCSD and CEA will come together for smaller meetings to negotiate on both proposals. The Jefferson Police Department is currently investigating a stolen vehicle reported yesterday. Law officials say at approximately 1.33 a.m., the Ford F-350, owned by Molly Fraser of Boone, was taken from the 100 block of West McKinley Street. The truck and equipment were a part of a crew working in the area, and the vehicles were left at this location overnight for the workers to continue the next day. The vehicle is described as a silver flatbed truck containing a skid loader implements on the bed and a bucket lift that was hooked to the vehicle. The lift was located later that afternoon in a deep ravine at Squirrel Hollow Wildlife Area around 277th Street and Redwood Avenue, but the vehicle and the skid loader equipment have not been found. The Jefferson Police Department is still investigating and is asking anyone with information or the whereabouts of the stolen vehicle to call the Jefferson Police Department at 515-386-2136. A picture similar of the missing truck has been included with this story on our website. The second of four planned Carroll Chamber of Commerce and Carroll County Growth Partnership Legislative Forums is scheduled for this weekend. The approximately one-hour-long forum features District 6 Senator Jason Schultz of Schleswig and District 11 Representative Brian Best of Glidden beginning at 10 a.m. in the Carroll-Des Moines Area Community College, not Commons. The legislators will provide brief opening comments before answering questions prepared by the Chamber and CCGP Legislative Committee. If time allows, attendees can ask questions concerning pending issues at the State House. Two other forums are scheduled March 23rd at New Hope in Carroll and April 27th at the Glidden Public Library. And that has been your first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We will be back for more after these messages. Nutrien Egg Solutions of Breda is looking for a Class A CDL delivery driver who is able to lift 50 pounds to join their team. You'll love being a part of a great team with the best benefits around. Starting on day one, you're eligible for health, dental, and vision insurance. You'll also get benefits like paid holidays, sick leave, personal leave, 401k match, and an amazing three weeks of vacation to start. They're also looking for seasonal drivers for the spring and fall to help out during the busy season. So hurry, apply for the CDL delivery driver or seasonal driver today. Call 673-2305 or stop by Nutrien Egg Solutions in Breda and ask for Kathy. I'm Dr. Marie Johnson with St. Anthony. I'm excited to be offering comprehensive obstetrical and gynecologic services for women of all ages, including adolescents. From puberty to pregnancy to annual physicals, health screenings, menopause management, and more, my focus is on the importance of women's health care, preventive care, and maternal health. I deeply value my patients' input and perspective as I believe in practicing patient-centered care. I also have valuable experience in fertility care, helping patients and couples achieve their pregnancy goals. I'm looking forward to being a part of the community and I'm welcoming new patients. Women's health is important and can be complex. You need a specialist to be able to help you throughout your life through it all. To set up an appointment with Dr. Marie Johnson, contact the St. Anthony Clinic at 792-2222. St. Anthony Regional Hospital. Always look to the cross. Always St. Anthony. Time now for the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But before we get into the local stories, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast with some weather facts from today. 
Tonight we're looking at mostly cloudy skies with a low around 38. And tomorrow, mostly sunny skies with a high near 54. Breezy with wind gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 29. Wind gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. Friday, partly sunny with a high near 47. Winds are going to continue with gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. And Friday night, the winds are going to die down and we're going to see mostly clear skies with a low around 22. Yesterday's high was 64 degrees and yesterday's low was 24. Sunrise tomorrow will be at 7.07 a.m. And record high was set back in 2017 at 65 degrees. Here at the studio, we did record a temperature this afternoon of 62. So we were very, very close to reaching that record high. And record low was set back in 1963 at negative 16 this weather. The temps are absolutely beautiful. I'm so excited for this weather. It just makes me nervous that there's a second winter coming. I hope I'm wrong. I would much rather keep this weather. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a cold weather person. Now let's take a look at your evening news. Nearly 70 teams are scheduled to travel to Carroll this weekend for the Chamber of Commerce 18th Annual Court Classic, and businesses are preparing for an influx of over 2,000 players, coaches, families, and fans for the popular youth basketball tournament. Chamber Program Director Ashley Shabel says attendance is way up from last year. Yeah, we have 68 teams coming to town this weekend, so 24 of those are girls' teams that will play on Sunday. It's nice to see the jump. I kind of feel like we're three years out of COVID where we kind of took a hit there, and I think it's kind of been nice this year to see those teams roll in and kind of build back up and fill some really nice divisions. The two-day tournament features over 100 games with 3rd through ninth grade boy teams and 4th through 8th grade girl teams. Kurt Baumhover, who helped launch the Court Classic as chamber president when it was still known as Hoop It Up, says it is incredible to see how much the tournament has grown. Trust me, yeah, I didn't think we'd be sitting here 18 years later still talking about the tournament, but... You know, every year we, we get together as a committee and we feel like, hey, what can we do different? We always sit down and, and try to hash all that out and, and just try to tweak it every year. And it seems like you'd think after 18 years you'd be good to go, but we always tweak something. Court Classic organizers say they always get questions from coaches and other tournament directors trying to figure out how Carroll manages to host such a huge youth basketball event with so many teams. Shable says Carroll is fortunate to have many quality gyms where games can be played, and she credits the city of Carroll and the community's two school districts for being easy to work with. We can't thank our schools enough. You know, they could host some tournament games. They do sometimes, and we just shift locations and stuff. But early on, when the tournament's over this year, we pick a date for next year. We mark it in. They reserve the gyms for us. You know, they open them up all day and let us kind of come in and do our thing, really. Um, We set up. They have score clocks ready for us. Janitors on staff. We need stuff. So I go to a lot of tourism conferences, and I tell people all the time, every year I get asked, how do you guys do your court classes? basketball tournament and every year it's because we have the gyms. Games will be played across nine gyms in town including the newly renovated Carroll Rec Center Gymnasium. The Court Classic also boasts a roster of paid certified referees for all of their games which is preferred by players, fans, and coaches when compared to many other similar tournaments. Baumhofer says it is also a significant economic driver for the community over the weekend.
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my focus was tourism way back when. And so, yeah, if we can get these guys kind of bouncing around and, you know, being on the north side to the south side, they see everything in, in between and they're like, oh, we need to stop here. Or, you know, they always like to have that team lunch kind of before or after a game. So it's, it's always good to see the town. Shable says a vital part of the tournament's success every year is the number of volunteers, and they are still needing a few helping hands. They can sure um, reach out to me at the chamber. Um, I'm working on those site coordinator lists right now. I mean, we've got nine gyms on Saturday, (laughs) so it just takes some extra hands, and um, it's great. One of the biggest things is to get some local people in those gyms to greet the teams when they come in and when they ask where they can go e what they can do in between games it's nice to be able to tell them and have people there to help with that so um we've got a really good list but we can always use a few more so if you if you'd like to help give me a call volunteer jobs range from helping teams find where they are going to ensuring game times are kept on schedule as closely as possible People interested in volunteering are asked to reach out to the Chamber Office directly at 712-792-4383. Games are slated all day on Saturday and Sunday, and local fans are encouraged to come watch. Wristbands are just $10, and fans get into all games this weekend. The City of Audubon has been selected to receive a $2.8 million low-interest loan from the U.S. Department of Agriculture Rural Development to construct a new station for the Audubon Fire Department. The project includes an 11,700-square-foot pre-engineered metal building with four bays, workspace for firefighters, and equipment and supply storage areas. For the past several years, the city of Audubon has attempted to build a new station due to space constraints caused by the size of new firefighting vehicles, including two failed bond referendums for the project. Federal officials approved the city's loan application, indicating the new fire station will improve the Audubon Fire Department's ability to respond to emergencies and promote community safety. USDA Rural Development State Director Teresa Greenfield says from hospitals to fire stations to supporting small businesses, USDA is investing in rural Iowa. Under the leadership of President Biden, Vice President Harris, and Secretary Vilsack, USDA is working with local lenders to build and grow their communities. The City of Audubon Loan was part of the recent investment by the USDA of $29 million in loans and grants into rural Iowa projects. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting.